Welcome back to this episode of Chop for Time. Pastor Ben here. I'll be joining Pastor Thomas here in just a few moments where we're going to be talking about and diving a little bit deeper into our message from yesterday, Sunday, August 29th, Living with Love out of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Oh, how's it going? Back at it again. It's good. Yeah. It's good. It's been a roller coaster of a weekend again. I need more coffee. Yeah, we've got water in these. Don't don't give away the stage <laughs> secrets. Stage that's secrets. The, that's good the behind water, the scenes stuff. Though. Cheers. Highly caffeinated water. You know. Um, we had a funny story about that at some point that I'll share with you. I might as well be now, Several years ago when Starbucks was new to the Ashland area, mm-hmm. uh, the church I was pastoring at the time, we had some younger mid-20s uh, that uh, were very much into the Starbucks scene and yep. wanted to do a little bit of a small group. So, hey, what better place than to right. do like a Bible study small group thing than uh, Starbucks? So we go... And we're doing the first one there. And I never had, I'm a huge coffee fan, but I never mm-hmm. had Starbucks. Uh, it was like six in the evening. So I decided that coffee probably wasn't the best for this right. middle-aged man to try to go to sleep on uh, later on that night. So I order some kind of um, carbonated water type mm-hmm. thing. I right. It was lime something. So, Fancy. and I got the, the, what what we call in Eastern Kentucky the biggin. Uh, I don't is know it what the grande or grande tall? Son, Yeah, I don't just know. give me first the, of all, just give me the biggest size. You all got. of their sizes are big, right? You got tall, grande, and what are the other ones? I'm not a Starbucks. I'm, all I know is that they're all like fan, fancy words for big. Opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, but I order that, and I'm sitting there, and you know they're drinking their coffee. I've got my drink, and it's really good, like mm. really good, and uh, like halfway through the small group like starting Start to bounce it. yeah like and i'm like what is going on here i was like i you know and long story a little bit shorter um it had like double the amount of caffeine oh good in that yeah. than what a regular coffee would have had so yeah. it's a very long night but yeah, yeah. that's uh caffeinated was, water makes me think yeah. of that yeah it was one of those things where you know, working in a coffee shop, we would always have, there's different demographics of people that come in and we, there is one demographic that came in frequently who were college students. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like they just played a game to see how many words they could get into their order of coffee. Do you know what I mean? Like there was this one person um, who came in and asked for, she asked for an iced vanilla oat milk latte decaf with half the, half the vanilla and a quad shot of espresso. That was that was her order. She ordered that once. She came in the next day and said, "Can I have my usual?" And I was like, <laughs> "Sure." <laughs> I, I can't remember that. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm the guy that feels horribly inadequate whenever I'm with other people who have that yeah. uh, vernacular and verbiage down just to like a, a science, and yeah. they know exactly. And I'm like the biggest Give black me some coffee. coffee. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just I want black coffee. Yeah. Biggest yeah. cup you've got. Yep. Yeah. So. For those of for people who don't know or who are listening who don't know this, but we get together every single morning and sit and drink coffee at like, what, 7.30-ish? Yeah, yeah, that's what we aim for. I yeah. don't make it all that often. Eh, close. But I'm a youth pastor, so that's allowed. Right, right. 7.30 yeah. is early for youth pastors. <laughs> I don't know many youth pastors that who get to work is. at 7.30. Yeah, I'll give you that one. Um, I'll give you that one. But it's like usually the best parts of the, like, the oh, day. Yeah. You know, we yeah, get, I look we forward get to, to that. Yeah, we start every morning, have a cup of coffee, talk about 
things that annoy us or talk about things that are exciting or what was it the other day we ranted or I ranted about just wrestling with this idea of like preaching how do we preach slash teach people to love Jesus yeah right you know and it's it's just kind of a fun which was a very interesting conversation and has led me to a, a lot of a lot of searching myself, so yeah, I think that's that's leading us somewhere. Yeah, I really yeah. do. Um, it's yeah, it's fun. It's just <laughs> nice to have a bit of time each day to sort of yeah. think openly, you know. So, um, but yeah, so the the sermon that you spoke yesterday mm-hmm. again, we say yesterday. This is Monday that we're mm-hmm. recording this. I said yesterday a lot last week, but we, we didn't get, didn't it. get it, yeah. We didn't get it posted till Tuesday. Um, so on Sunday, you were talking back through this pretty much the same passage yeah. in First Thessalonians chapter 5. Um, 14 and 15 was the, the that, one you were focusing on? That's correct, on? yeah. Cool. Um, this passage has come up a lot, even in general, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the last little while. Um, but yeah, if, if we look just at verses 14 and 15 in First Thessalonians chapter 5, it says, And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other mm-hmm. and for everyone else. Yeah. Do you have the ESV, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, is it much different? Eh, not a whole lot. It's got... Okay. I mean, the ESV, I love it uh, to teach from, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's more of a word-for-word translation yeah. than what the NIV is, more of a dynamic, and that's yeah. not a knock against the NIV. Uh, but sometimes the ESV is accurate, as I think that it is most of the time, has words in places that it really, you're like, why is that right. word there? Or it's missing a word that mm. even when you read it, you still put that word, you, you right. reject yeah, that yeah, word yeah. in there just because that's the common vernacular yeah. that yeah. we're used to speaking with. So yeah, yeah. It's a very formal it is. way it of is. writing, which which some people really, really enjoy. Yeah. And actually, like it's, it feels like you're reading something with yeah. substance. And I feel like, uh, you know, the more word for word as the ESV is lends well to expository teaching and preaching. Right. Whereas if I'm recommending versions of the Bible to just read, right. you know, if you're not studying, because mm-hmm. there's a difference between reading the Bible, studying the Bible, uh, NIV, NLT, those, those are two of the the ones that I usually recommend just for reading because there is much more of a flow to those. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, I mean, the ESV, it's pretty well in capturing the, right. you know, the same thing. And then obviously the next step is to just have a Hebrew and Greek Bible. Which is, what we, which is what we do. That's yeah, our that's 730 what, that's what reading. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, you had a lot of points for this passage and a lot of slides and a lot of um, details yeah. um, of things to dive into. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember all of them because I don't have my notes in front of me. But yeah. do you want to go over real quick what yeah. each point was? Uh, you know, the one one of the things that I didn't cover mm-hmm. in this, you know, because I read the entirety of this passage last week uh, on the twenty second, and then we settled into verses sixteen through eighteen. Uh, so this week we yeah. kind of backtracked, went back to fourteen and fifteen, and really this passage of twelve to twenty two uh, is kind of how it's broken down is there's three different elements of it. There's three different areas of teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, what we covered yesterday is the way that we relate to one another. The you know Just yeah. not only brothers and sisters in Christ, but also to everyone else. This Paul's giving commands, giving instructions as to how to relate and connect mm-hmm. uh, with, with one another. Then what we covered last week, the 16th through 18th, that was a personal thing. Right. You know, that's how we should conduct ourselves personally, right. uh, rejoicing always, praying without ceasing, being thankful uh, in all circumstances. 
And then the rest of it, 19 through 22, which we've not even touched upon at this point, is talking about how we corporately worship Mm. and what those commands and those instructions in a corporate worship setting. So it's basically broken down into three of how how to relate with others, how to kind of maintain yourself, you know, and yeah. control yourself, uh, and then a corporate worship mm-hmm. type leading and command. So yeah. um, didn't get into that, but mm-hmm. that's that's what yeah. this passage breaks down into. Pretty cool. Um, but as we talked about, you know, admonishing the idol, it was a, I, I feel like it was a, a super practical mm-hmm. message yesterday, mm-hmm. which was uh, a little bit different it was much more point heavy. Mm-hmm. It was much more slide driven and right. kind of teaching than mm-hmm. what I what I'm used to doing. But I felt like it was incredibly uh, applicable right. to all of our lives. Uh, and just a good reminder: I, I received a text message yesterday of encouragement about the message and just how we all need to be reminded of these things, yeah. uh, whether we're. Uh, considering the faith, whether we're new to the faith or whether we've been walking with Christ for a long portion of our lives, these are the types of reminders that we need. And they were, uh, this person was very receptive to the message and very thankful. They were very complimentary and said that they appreciated not only the truth being presented, but it was presented in a gentle way right. as it wasn't a rebuke, right. but it it wasn't soft right. either, so yeah. Yeah, I yeah. appreciated that. Yeah, um, the uh, you, you kind of dived into. I mean, each each of these verses, fourteen and fifteen. I mean, it's pretty much point for point anyway. Yeah, like, six commands in these yeah, two, it's, yeah. it, and, it's, and they're pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we are Jew brothers and sisters. Warn those who are idle and uh, undisruptive. Encourage the disheartened. Help the weak. Be patient with everyone. And I think the one that that or the thing that stuck out to me the most from the actual sermon was just the importance of like gentle, grace-driven encouragement. Yeah. Um, without compromising our biblical stance mm-hmm. on things. Yeah. Which is a hard line to draw. It is. Um, it is. And I know that like some, I mean, for me, it's a hard line to draw because I'm probably go too far down the uh, grace route. Mm-hmm. Right, and then for other people, it's the other way around, where they really struggle with the grace route, yeah. um, and our culture probably celebrates the grace route, and they're they're like, yeah, just compromise your theology, it's fine, just be nice. Well, it, <laughs> that's kind of our culture, you know. Yeah, our, our culture celebrates grace until it opposes what they believe, yeah, and then the lack of grace yeah. tends to show itself, mm-hmm. uh, and that's. Believers and non-believers alike right. is that we we encourage everyone to extend grace mm-hmm. up until the moment that there's resistance or a difference right. of opinion, right. and then we tend to go on the attack, mm. which is not what we're instructed right. to do, especially as believers. Mm. Um, but you know the the admonishing the idle, uh, those that are disruptive. You know we we talked about okay, these are straightforward. Mm-hmm. So what are some things? What are the approaches that we need to take? Yeah. Uh, how do we handle ourselves? And we just talked about, you know, the the word admonish it means to encourage. The first mm-hmm. thing it means to do is encourage yeah. uh, and to correct and to warn. Mm-hmm. But we need to make sure we're doing these out of love. Right. Uh, we want to do it uh, for the betterment of the person, not just to prove them wrong. Right. or not just to call out their wrongs and talk about how right we are. Uh, but it's done 
in love, out of Christ-likeness. We talked about how uh, Peter was addressed by Jesus whenever he restored him three times. The offense was never brought up, right? but the restoration took place nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we talked about, hey, you know, do this for their good, which means they become more mature in mm-hmm. their faith. Mm-hmm. And that's what the admonishment here is. It's not just calling out wrongs. Right. Uh, but it's actually encouraging, correcting, and warning out of a heart of love of, hey, if these these behaviors continue, then it's detrimental to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we like to take the stance of the way you're acting is detrimental to me, right. so you need to correct that. Right. And and we talked about the grace meter kind of at the mm-hmm. beginning of the message that, uh, you know, there's put in your head this imaginary meter that fluctuates up and down given the situations. I mean, there's times that we need to have a little bit harder stance. Mm-hmm. I mean, where right. the truth is concerned, right. still in love, mm-hmm. but we need to have a little bit of a harder stance. But then there's other moments that that grace, I mean, it really needs, mm-hmm. uh, that meter needs to be high. Right. And we expect everybody else to have a high grace meter for us. Right. But then we're not really faithful with having high grace levels for others in most circumstances. Yeah. That kind of leads me to a question that I'm sure a lot of people have that I don't... Everybody's going to have a slightly different answer to, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. And that is, where is the line where we put the softness away Mm -hmm. of of that style of grace? Do you know what I mean? Like, At what point do we take a a firmer stance Mm -hmm. on things, you know? Because um, I've I've been in situations where, you know, I've been in conversations where, you know, faith comes up or something. And I have a few friends back home who are hardline atheists. And and one of them will openly just insult Christ, mm-hmm. you know. And sometimes, you know, usually I let, try to let it slide or just, you know, try to change the conversation or direct it in, in a different way. But other times I... You know, it does get my blood boiling. It's like, this is my savior mm-hmm. <laughs> that you're insulting. You know, at what point do we stand up more, um, not, maybe not aggressively, but m- well, maybe aggressively. Like, what, at what point do we get more vocal right. uh, in our defense? Yeah, I, th- I think the couple levels to that and layers. And, and like you said, there's going to be multiple answers to this and everybody mm-hmm. will have a difference of opinion to the exact playing out right. of this. But I think that the moment that we begin to take ownership of someone else's dysfunctions, mm. uh, that becomes kind of detrimental to us. Mm. Um, and that that's kind of, we may need to take a step back because I've right. got my own dysfunctions right. that I'm trying to work through right. and am successful some days mm-hmm. and am not so successful on other right. days. Um, so I have difficulty managing myself in my mm-hmm. dysfunctions, I can't take on the ownership of your dysfunctions. Right. Uh, so I think that there's a level of accountability there of um, of realizing what they're doing. And I think the grace is much higher mm-hmm. when that person may be speaking out of or acting out of a level of um, uninformed, right. uh, I, I, right. I hesitate to say ignorance, but you know, and that's yeah. not a, yeah. a level of IQ. That's just right. a not being informed or educated yeah. on a certain Or aware thing. of it, yeah. Right. So yeah. the grace level at that point is a little bit higher, a whole mm-hmm. lot higher, to be honest with you. Right. But when the person, you know, yeah. when they know better, 
Right. I don't think that grace is as high. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, and I think that it becomes a little bit more stern, a little bit more aggressive, for lack yeah. of better terms. Then I think the second uh, layer to that is what we talked about a little bit yesterday: the anger and sin not. Mm-hmm. You know that. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, I've never had a moment in my life where the anger yeah. that rises up out of my flesh uh, actually reveals God's righteousness. Right. Um, right. And if if we're getting angry, and I'm, you know, it is biblically possible to be angry, right, and not sin. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever right achieved that. Maybe, but I can't recall. Yeah. Um, and and I think that that's where we have to in moments of conversation like that that we feel mm-hmm. this a little bit of indignation rising up then we have to make sure that we're presenting that right i don't think there's anything wrong with speaking out of passion Mm -hmm. uh, but we always have to be aware of am i speaking out of passion am i speaking uh, am i acting out of passion are my motives still correct in wanting to draw this person closer to christ or have i just thrown off the gloves and i've entered their world now right and i'm no longer positively reflecting christ yeah yeah, and I, I think I think there's also a connection to the fact that most of this stuff is definitely directed towards how we interact with other believers. Because mm-hmm. there, there are definitely, and we don't really like to, nobody really likes to say this, but there is a difference on how we're supposed to treat believers and non-believers. Yeah. Um, not in a, not in a sort of preferential or anything like that, but it's just biblical direction of like. You know, when, the way Paul talks about false teachers and people mm-hmm. claiming to be Christ followers who are teaching false doctrine is severe. Yeah. Well, I think that all the teachings that we see is our relationship, the difference is, is with yeah. other believers. We need to hold them more accountable. Yeah. Yeah. But then when, when Paul's talking about non-believers, he's actually just saying to believers, don't be like them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like yeah. it's not, it's kind of what you said if, a number of weeks ago of like, we get so surprised when sinners sin. Yeah. You know, when people outside of the church do things that the church don't ordain. Yeah. It's like, why are we so shocked by that? You know, it's like, yeah. obviously they're going to do that. They don't have the convictions that we do. Yeah. And that's no fault of theirs or ours. It's just the life that they're leading, mm-hmm. you know. Um, uh, the problem comes whenever people who are within the church live ways live in ways that the church does not ordain yeah <laughs> you know yep. what i mean yeah. and and admonishes that so it's it's um it is interesting how we interact with different people differently mm-hmm. you know um and we typically especially in the west we do like to go on the offensive towards non-believers mm-hmm. uh, and then ignore yeah. the believers who are yeah. tearing the gospel apart you know I just encourage everybody to read 1 Corinthians chapter 5, yeah. the end of it especially, because mm-hmm. that gives some gives a lot of clarity right. to how we handle each one of those. Yeah. Um, and you moved on to the be patient with everybody. That was sort of towards the end. Uh, yeah. We I kind of have a, had a bit of a laugh upstairs. We were running the slides and, and the cameras. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, they... Duplicate. Okay, yeah. get ready. Get ready. That's the word. <laughs> there was there was a slide that was duplicated. So, you know, Lexi hit next slide and it didn't go to the next slide because it was the same slide. So um and then she went on to the next one, which was yeah. the be patient. be patient. But there was yeah. there was a split second where Ben looked up at the screen 
and just waited for the next. I don't know. One. If, I don't know if that would classify it as a split second. Well, yeah, it was. It was one or two seconds. It probably felt like a lifetime. But um, I, in hindsight, it would, I just thought it would have been fantastic if we had intentionally waited like 20 seconds yeah. to put up the next the slide. The patient slide? Yeah, the patient, yeah. the one on patience. Just had me impatiently see, calling yeah. out for the next slide. Yes, exactly, to, yeah. see, to see if we could provoke. <laughs> this is what I deal with yeah. every week. Yeah, it would have been it would have been great. It would have. <laughs> but it would have, Missed yeah. opportunities. Um, <laughs> be, be, be patient with everybody. That's not something we're good at. No, no. And that, that goes back We earlier in this uh, study that we've been doing on mental and emotional health. Right. It goes back to our goal should be to understand instead mm-hmm. of being understood. Yeah. It, try to at least extend the grace to know that you don't understand everything that they're going through. Right. Uh, again, that's not justifying them doing what they're doing. That's just you don't know, and we talk daily. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk a lot. We know a lot about what's going on in each other's lives, but you don't know everything that's going right. on in my life right. and vice versa. I don't know everything that's going on in yep. yours. So extend a little bit more grace. Be a mm-hmm. little bit more patient with people. And again, not sweeping under the rug, not compromising, but just being a little bit more patient with the fact of, I don't know exactly what they're going yeah. through. Yeah. And and that's that's challenging. Mm-hmm. It's challenging. Yeah, especially because it, it is surprising in any ministry, the people that come forward occasionally and just pour out their heart of like, hey, here's all the stuff I'm dealing with. And you're, I mean, I find myself frequently taken aback being like, you seem like you have the perfect life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then there's just all of this stuff going on behind the scenes that nobody knows about. And I think if you're ever in a, pastoral or or a friendship situation when someone does that to you you really notice it's like oh my goodness people are really good at hiding yeah oh yeah what they are currently experiencing i mean social media is a big part of that as well mm-hmm. you know we just portray this perfect happy life online where you know we're the perfect perfect family perfect everything um whereas behind the scenes there's financial struggle there's alcohol there's pornography there's uh, family dysfunctions there's affairs there's so many things going on in the background um that we hide, yeah. you know, um, and it's, 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 in, yeah, it's hard to remember the, the possibility of those things being the case when somebody seems to have it all together and you lose patience with those people of like, well, you're fine. Why are you acting this way? Yeah. You know, um, but before we run out of time, because our cameras were record for a certain amount of time, which we discovered last week, um, what sort of things did you end up having to chop? Uh, really, I mean, we've kind of talked about them, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of the way that they all, this section kind of all flowed mm. together, um, that, you know, with, without it being one message, you don't, you don't often see Paul's flow of writing here about right. how this builds into this and this builds into this. Um, and, you know, at the end of this, verse 23, which is one that we haven't even mm-hmm. read at this point, uh, Paul makes this statement. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24, he who calls you is faithful. Hmm. He will surely do it. And this this whole letter has been written to not only instruct, but also to encourage 
right. the believers that make up this this young church mm-hmm. because they're facing persecution for right. what they're believing and they're he's just encouraging them hold on yeah be faithful as you're holding on but hold on in that now may the god of peace himself yeah uh you know in verse 24 he who calls you is faithful he will yeah. surely do it yeah so good yeah um well where where are we heading next week uh, back to Ephesians back to is Ephesians. the plan at this point, which uh, as I was kind of reading over that last mm-hmm. night and starting to jot down some basic notes and outline form, uh, it's interesting how everything flows together. It's almost yeah. like we serve a God who is sovereign right. and knows far more <laughs> yeah, than we, we do. Yeah, because we're trying to go through a book in a year mm-hmm. in great detail, and we've already... We had it, you had it all planned out mm-hmm. at the start of the year to take up six or seven months of the year. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's almost been two months have been replaced with other things that have come up. Yeah. Yet it's still, it's still, it's still fitting. Still happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's still fitting perfectly. Yeah. And, um, you know, before we move away from the mental and emotional health mm-hmm. uh, series, we're going to be having a couple uh, additional videos. Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to be one of, is a devotion that I'm going to be doing a little bit later this week, and I'm going to be using an illustration that I didn't get a chance to use uh, yesterday in regards to our grace meter and the way that we treat other people. Uh, and then we're going to be setting down uh, with a mental health professional uh, who is uh, employed at a faith-based Christian counseling um, you know, facility here in our area, and we're going to be talking about some of the more detailed challenges, some of right. the things that we can do. That may not come out until next week, mm-hmm. uh, but we've got a couple videos coming. So, uh, yeah, I encourage yeah. you guys to be watching for those. Um, yeah. As badly as it pains me to say this, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, click the subscribe button, <laughs> hit that like thing. You know, that way you get notified yeah. as to when new videos are posted. Yeah. So. Um, and again, just because we, we're not going to be talking about mental health as deeply on Sunday mornings doesn't mean that it's any less important in our, oh, in yeah. our day-to-day. Yeah, so, like, don't think of the, these last three weeks as the time to focus on your mental health. Like, yeah. Oh, now I can move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no, it's no. like this, we're just getting the conversation started so yeah. that it can continue yeah. um, on throughout the rest of the year, next year, yeah. years to come. Yeah. Um, so we still have, you know, our questions page online yeah. um, where you can go there and ask any questions about this topic or about other topics um, that we can tackle. Um, and uh, yeah, if you need anything, please reach out. Um, it's worth it. Yeah. Like, so many so great, so many great conversations uh, have already taken place. And I know that there's more out there that mm-hmm. needs to take place. Uh, it's not a sign of weakness right. to reach out. Uh, you know, and oftentimes we are a starting point. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a good starting point. Yeah. But, uh, but reach out. Yeah. Reach out. And the other thing, like we're still on this journey as well. Oh, like yeah. Trying to figure all this kind of stuff out. I mean, I was even out paddleboarding um, with someone the other day and we were talking about just, it was actually something that you said to him of taking one hour a day of, you know, exercising, go to the gym, do something. Um, and, it, the benefits to your mental health is drastically yeah. different, you know. And and I was saying like we were out paddling and just in nature, and I was like, this is my yeah yeah <laughs> gym therapy yeah. Yeah. time. And I was like, I neglect it so much. It's like I have paddleboards, I have kayaks, and they just sit in my shed. And I have the time to just go out yeah and be more proactive in in uh, giving God the space to do something yeah. with that, you know. Um, so yeah, don't don't stop thinking about all this kind of stuff. Keep diving in um, and and 
please do ask some some questions because we'd love to do more of this kind of stuff where we talk about questions that people have in the church because we can't spend every Sunday morning talking about each topic that people in the church have. Absolutely. You know, so uh, keep doing that. But any other thoughts? I have no thoughts. No thoughts. No. Well, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, there you go. None. This is good water. It's very good water. I may need to uh, <laughs> put some coffee beans in the water here once we're Let done with this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, you you actually, this is completely off topic. You said you were up since like 1.30 this 1:30 morning? One thirty this morning, yeah. I was not up since one thirty this morning. So <laughs> I'm just getting started. Much coffee is but, needed today. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, thank you everyone for joining us at Chop for Time. And we're going to... Be back again next week, diving back into Ephesians. So join us again and leave a comment. Uh, If you have any other questions, dive onto the page and we'll chat to you there. All the best.